So good morning. Welcome. Practice of being aware of awareness. You'll hear three bells. One in just a moment. One 30 minutes from now. And then the final bell will be 60 minutes from now. just invite you to kind of check in with how your body's positioned and how it feels. Maybe just bring some slow breaths in, kind of maybe using it like a spotlight. You're just checking for places that maybe we could give a little stretch before we start or adjust a little bit just to bring some ease. We're not trying to get rid of anything. We're simply willing to give some attention to any area that just kind of feels like it needs a little bit. Something needs to be moved or Stretched one more time, wiggled. Just allowing the, the natural relaxation that can occur when everything's just a little bit more comfortable sometimes. So the purpose of this time together, which you can, you can call meditation, you can call a practice, what it actually is, is just allowing attention, the attention that's right here, I'm not trying to make a better attention, this attention, the one hearing this voice. to just be with whatever is here. So just invite in this intention of acceptance. Acceptance of what? Acceptance of what's already here. We're not trying to make anything happen. And we're not trying to get rid of anything. So we're neither clinging nor pushing away. But if we notice that pushing away is happening, we invite in some acceptance of that. Likewise, if we notice a little clinging is happening, Perhaps there's an idea that we had a really good sleep last night and we finally feel good. And we can hear that thought stream playing. We accept that. 
conversely, if we're aware that mind is telling us all about how much we didn't sleep, a matter of fact, we still should be sleeping right now. Why are we even doing this? We could be sleeping. If that's what we're able to hear. We see if we can open to that. So sometimes it's described as having a, like a softer gaze on what's playing out. We could notice the energies that run that say, fix this, get rid of this. No, 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 this, this cannot be. So in these moments during this time, can we accept? Sometimes the thought runs, this can't be. I'm not going to follow the thought. I'm not going to run with it. We're going to notice it. We're going to allow that it is there. And if it's available, you're going to bring the intention of relaxing, pushing against it. And if pushing against it happens, we're going to notice that, we're going to allow that. It's almost like it's like with a conductor of the orchestra, except we're going to put down that little stick. And we're just going to notice when the orchestra plays and when it doesn't. What part kicks up and what part just rests. And we are going to, if we do anything, the doing we're going to do is notice. Just noticing. One thing that might be available to notice is how utterly unstable thought is. It flits in, it flits about, it flits out. Same thought may flit in, but we can notice that that thought doesn't actually stay. Thoughts are in motion. And this practice is all about checking out whether that is true for you in your experience, whether you can confirm that. It's not accepting anything that's said as what's so, it's accepting it as a try it on. So maybe we just 
relax into listening to the very next thought. Maybe it's already playing now. You're just looking right at the thought. Watching how long it stays. So watching when the next thought comes, what that thought is. I, I had someone say to me once, you know, when you do that thing about watching thoughts, you said, I, I don't hear any. <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, yay, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's okay. We are defined by our perceptions of problems. That is a problem we welcome. So, we don't care what the thought is. We don't care how long it stays. We don't care whether it's screamy or whispery. We're not sorting, we're not filtering. We're just being with what's actually here. Allowing those layers of background chatter to be heard. So for me, what's coming back in is this as the thought that was there when I woke up this morning, which was, oh, this is not how it should be. You should feel better. I'm thinking, I'm not even sure I'm awake yet. It's like, no, no, no. Yes, you don't you, you don't feel good. You don't feel light. You, you don't feel open. And I was lying there going, I, I, I don't. I think I, I, and I could tell what the essence of the thought was, was that I was already doing it wrong. That's what was playing. Before consciousness was even fully kind of reestablished in my awareness, I was already doing it wrong. And for me, every time I awareness lands on a thought that wasn't previously really seen, I can't say it wasn't seen, but I kind of didn't consciously recognize it. It's a familiar theme. 
But as soon as I consciously recognize it, that crazy thought's playing, I can't have already screwed up the day. I'm just lying in bed. Um, I can feel this deeper breath come in. And I just invite you, if it's, if it's there, to just maybe invite in a deeper breath. And if you have a particularly racing mind this morning, if that's the cards that are being dealt, whenever you breathe in, kind of a, a fuller breath, maybe five or six seconds. They say if you breathe out for longer than you breathed in, if you prolong your exhalation, it engages the part of your autonomic nervous system that sends the system cues of safety. Because if you were running from the bear or the lion, you actually could not breathe out longer than you breathe in. We've done all kinds of studies that have confirmed this now. So we're just putting a little bit more attention on taking a deep breath and then continuing that attention to breathe out a little longer. Just extend it a couple more seconds. And they say, if you do that three or four or five times, you can't not notice the body just kind of relaxing a little more, releasing, settling. If you really want to get fancy about it, <laughs> the research says when you exhale, if you vocalize a little bit, that sends even more of a regulatory cue of safety to the nervous system. So something like, ah. Uh. 
So whether you not whether or not you chose to vocalize after these next after those couple breaths, whether or not you even noticed you just took a couple breaths, depending on how active mind is and where attention is being pulled. question we come to now is what notices that either you took a deep breath and vocalized or you didn't but something noticed that right different way of asking that is, is awareness present? So this is the point where it's available and there's a willingness we can put just a little more attention on what's aware of what's happening than on the what's happening. So instead of focusing just on our breath, if it's a little bit deeper and then elongating the exhale, we can notice that it's possible to shift attention back to what notices that something's watching the breath. That watching is happening. Breath's still happening. Thank goodness, whether attention's put on it or not, that's not left to us, is it? Um, really grateful for the automaticity of that. Something notices that breath is happening. We're just willing to give a little more attention to that, that background of noticing, while the foreground, the objects that come and go in consciousness, they're still going to come and go. We may hear sounds, the body may have certain sensations, maybe movement in our environment. But something sees that. Something knows that.
perhaps I'll just read you a little bit from Helen Hamilton's book, Dissolving the Ego. Chapter five is called Being Aware of Awareness. She writes that at every moment, at every moment, we are aware. We can begin to see that there is always awareness present. Something within us is seen. We have all been trained to focus our awareness totally on what we are aware of and not at all on the awareness itself. And we check out and we see whether that's true for us. And if it's true ever, right? If it's gonna have the name of truth, it has to be true always. So that means it has to be true right now. We're only relying on direct experience, verified in our own experience by us as verifier. So again, Helen writes at every moment, we are aware. We can begin to see that there's always awareness present. Something within us is always seen. Is that true for you right now? True for me right now? We have all been trained to focus our awareness totally on what we're aware of, not at all on the awareness itself. She writes all day throughout the waking hours. We are aware of thoughts, emotions, social interactions, our body, events in the world, and on it goes. There is a background of awareness that is always noticing whatever is going on in the outer world, such as where our body is, who we are with, what the weather's like. It is also always noticing what is going on in our inner world of thoughts, feelings, and sensations in the body. And we just confirm that the awareness that's here is aware of the, what we're sitting on, right? The position of the legs. Can you feel the bottom of your feet? 
Can you feel whether your back is resting against something? Do you know the position of your hands without even opening your eyes? Your eyes are closed. Can you feel your jaw? Whether it's tight and set, whether it's kind of slack and relaxed. That background of awareness is always seeing, always noticing. Just may not be that attention is in the same place. So like eyes with thoughts and feelings and sensations. Awareness is aware. You know, we check in on what the thought stream is right now. And the thought may be, hey, there's no thought stream. Or the thoughts may already be running. We're just asking that question. Maybe like turn on the light. Whatever little critters are there, scatter. Whatever the what is that's already in motion, awareness, the background, the noticing continues to notice. There is a background of awareness that is always noticing. Something within us is always seen. This awareness is not some far off place that you have to reach. On the contrary, it is so common, so normal to you that you do not ever notice it until you do. Helen writes, every time you say, quote, my mind is so busy, then you are noticing what your mind is doing, but putting no attention on that which notices. All the attention is going to what's noticed. The practice, this practice, is simply to take your attention away from what you are aware of and put it on the awareness itself. So what this practice does
is it transforms all the things that arise from what we like and what we don't like, engaging that sorting mechanism and allows each and every arising to be an opportunity, even just for a moment, to notice that we're aware of what just arose. Every time the what comes up, it's another opportunity to kick attention backwards and notice that awareness is catching that. Something's noticing that. Putting just a little more attention on what notices the that which arises instead of giving it all to the that which arises. So just noticing now if there's perhaps a, a different thought stream. Because what the practice can often bring about is thinking about awareness. <laughs> Mind is like, oh, okay, oh, this is the game, okay. And then kicks up some thoughts about awareness. Yeah, wants to play along. Can we notice? that there are thoughts in mind that have arisen. And it's kind of awkward to say it, that awareness is aware of. The words get clunky. Practice is also catching the difference between thinking about awareness, getting involved in the thought stream. Hmm, I wonder what that means. I wonder what that. I wonder what that leads to. Oh, therefore this, and there's like a, a thinkingness to it. Nothing wrong with it. That's the first step. Noticing that thinking's happening, and then if it's available. Noticing that something within us is always seeing that. So the thoughts are going to come and go. The awareness that notices it does not come and go. That's the center point. And we can check back and confirm that for ourselves.
so something within us is always seen. There is a background of awareness that's always noticing whatever's going on, inside, seemingly, or outside. And then can we notice that whether our eyes are open or eyes are closed, awareness is always seen, always noticing that that background is present. Can we put a little more attention on the background than we do the very busy comings and goings, expandings and contractings of the foreground. So this awareness is not some far off place that you have to reach. On the contrary, it's so common and normal to you that you do not ever notice it. Every time you say, my mind is so busy, then you are noticing what your mind is doing, but putting no attention on that which notices. And the practice is simply to take attention away from what you are aware of and to put it on the awareness itself. We can use Reggie barking to check in to see what mind is saying. Maybe you have dogs barking in the background where you are, maybe you didn't notice. If you don't, maybe mind, it was startling and mind says that shouldn't happen. noticed something noticed that thought we're usually so riveted with the content of the thought that there's just not a, an intention to allow 
kind of are, are riveting to relax and to notice that something within us is always seeing. If there's a background of awareness that just noticed that. And this is all just habitual behavior. We have been trained to put attention on what we're aware of and to put none on the awareness itself. So we're just retraining thought by thought, object arising in our awareness by object arising in our awareness to just notice it's something, notice that. So Helen writes, awareness is not a feeling, does not feel any particular way. It is just aware. Every time you say, I know, it is the same awareness recording all that is appearing in front of you. You call it me. It is simply that aware intelligence that seems to wake up every morning, that it was the aware intelligence this morning that, that caught the thought that in essence, I was already doing it wrong that I was feeling wrong and I was thinking wrong. The whole experience was already wrong. What caught that was the aware intelligence. It seems to wake up every morning and watches all that occurs each day until the time comes for sleep. It is not special and it will not feel special. It just is. Rupert Spira says that the taste of tea is more exotic <laughs> than the knowing of awareness. Until Helen Hamilton writes, awareness is just the ordinary awareness that you are using right now to listen to these words. She says, if somebody came in the room, began to talk to you, you would effortlessly be aware of that person, what they were saying. You cannot switch off awareness. Maybe right now we try that for ourselves. If you're, if you're not quite sure awareness is always here, 
but maybe that's not quite it. It's like not really, not really confirmed in your experience that, that, that you are something else, you know, that awareness is just part of that. That's what I believed for a long time. Awareness isn't the whole game. There's a me and I have awareness. And so if that runs for you, get the you that you are. To switch off the awareness that, that you're not. If there's a you separate from awareness that has dominion and control. Just turn off awareness for a minute. Just mute it. Just hit the, hit, the, hit the kill switch just for a second. And this is the thing about the practice of being aware of awareness. Every thought and how much we love it or how much we detest it will come to an end. Every thought we've ever had had a beginning and an end. Every great experience had a beginning. Wasn't, it wasn't there, wasn't there. Ah, great, it came. Lasted, lasted, left. It all has a beginning and an end. All objects in consciousness, all phenomena, as a beginning and an end, rising and a falling, expanding and a contracting. How do we know that? By what is that seeing? And what does all that arise? Fall away. And it's against the constancy of the background of our essence. what's essential as defined as you take that away, you don't have that thing anymore.
Helen writes, at first, it's enough to simply set aside some time each day to sit down and be aware that you are aware. It is as simple as noticing that you have awareness. At any moment, you cannot deny you are aware because you are aware of all the stimuli coming in through the senses. She writes, simply being aware of awareness is enough. She says, frequently you'll notice awareness has gone to thoughts and you must simply redirect your awareness back to being aware of itself. It's just the nature of attention to go out to the next shiny object. And there is no more shiny object apparently to a human than it's perceived, what it perceives as its own thoughts. <laughs> so we redirect it back to what is this arising? How do I know this? What knows this? Is awareness present? Awareness aware of awareness, she writes, that simple, no tricks. Helen writes, thinking about being aware is not the same as simply being aware of awareness. This will be your mind's biggest trick to stop you practicing. And so you must overcome this and see it clearly. Any thought about awareness is noticed in the awareness itself, right? We have all spent much time thinking about awareness and that has not worked. This is probably one of the reasons we were drawn to this book, she writes, to finally move beyond this. Thinking about something and the actuality of it are very different things. Thinking about awareness leads to a stronger sense of separation. Being aware of awareness will begin to dissolve separateness. It is either one or the other.
you can just check in and see where the thought stream is going, if it's going. And notice that something in you notices that. awareness, the awareness that notices that. You can check in again and see what thoughts are coming through. And can we notice that it is awareness that just stays in one place, wide open aware? It doesn't jet around. It's just stable and open and present. And whenever we choose to put attention on that which is stable and open and present, the experience we'll have will be more stable, open, and present. So best I can understand it. We all have one essential choice, one essential freedom nobody can ever take away, no matter what crazy situation we're in. 
And that is where to put our attention. What do we choose to pay attention to right now? Mind is always going to say, you got to think about this. This is absolutely imperative. You No, 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 no. This is exactly where attention's got to be. We get to notice that something notices that. Something is there first before the thoughts come, the feelings come the new experience arises. The next, the next, the next. And where we choose to put attention will generate the next experience. So the first step is noticing where attention is. Can't let go of something we don't see. And the next step is, do I want more of this? Got plenty of this, do I want more of it? If I do not, then I take the one essential power I have where I cast my attention. one of the options is to put it on the one I'm going to say thing it's not a thing I'm going to say place but it's not a place we put it on what's seen all that's arising because that knowingness does not come and go, does not expand and contract, does not grasp or push away. Knowing just, knowing just, knowing this just keeps knowing. What sees just keeps seeing. That essential quality that we are. It's not really a quality either. Something's noticing all of it. And that something we can look to see, is that something disturbed? Is that something wants anything to be different than it is? Or is it just naturally being with whatever comes through, whatever blows through, whatever dumpster fire <laughs> happens to be <laughs> lit, whatever underground tsunami, crazy plume, environmental, Phenomena, awareness just says yes to everything. Being aware of that awareness. 
is a choice, an invitation. Place of rest. <laughs>